Welcome to an Arkansas AgCast Deep Dive, where we take a closer look at news that impacts you. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. Welcome to the latest episode of the Arkansas AgCast Deep Dive series. We developed this series as a way to break away from the ag news headlines and take a closer look at a topic that matters to our members. As always, this show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm the host of today's episode, Jason Brown, and I'm glad to welcome Congressman Steve Walmack to the show. All right, Congressman, uh, let's turn our uh, attention to the ag industry here since we have you for a few minutes today. Uh, what are some of the top issues that you're hearing from Arkansas farmers? Well, from some of my cattlemen, they've been uh, happy with cattle prices. Lately. Sure. Yeah, they, <laughs> my dad's a cattleman, so I can I can speak to that first. And, of course, I listen to his sale barn broadcast because he does a, a a weekly broadcast from a couple of different sale barns in the region. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I've man, when I'm hearing, you know, four or 500-pound steers selling in, in excess of $3 a pound, I mean, that's, uh, you know— that's good news. That's, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, but more direct to your question, I would I would just tell you this that um, in inflation, inflationary mm-hmm. pressures, and this guy, hey, it's not just farm, mm-hmm. but, but sure. particularly farmers, cost of everything is uh, pretty high. Buying new equipment, land in my area, it's very sure. tough. Yes. And so some of the people in my area are just chagrined over the fact that they they've had that farm for a long time. They'd like to pass that farm down to future generations and continue to, you know, milk cows or raise beef cattle or, you know, do what, you know, poultry, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But the land has become too valuable uh, to farm. Sure. And uh, and so that's that's one of the but I, I would just categorize it as inflation, just the, the high cost of everything. Mm hmm. And then the other one is about border security. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about, uh, uh, you know, from my farmers, ranchers, and, and just, you know, the, the fact that we've got uh, so many issues going on with, uh, with the border. And a, a lot of other people feel the same way. But as it concerns the ag industry, uh, you know, just the, the, the fact that we are forcing uh, we we need the labor help and, mm-hmm. and we and we need a we, we need a meaningful visa program that allows some of these temporary farm seasonal type workers mm-hmm. to be able to come in and do their work and do it uh, you know in a in a legal way and we are caught up now in a difficult discussion about how do you do some kind of immigration reform comprehensive or otherwise sure and and then just the checking the legal status of some of the people that are, you know, coming into the, to our farms and ranches and wanting to do work. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, so there are, there, there's a lot of pressure being built. I, 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 for one have always said, I don't think that we should force, uh, you know, immigration checks on immigration status, uh, to be done in either the HR offices of our integrated, uh, businesses or, uh, in, 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 on our farms and ranches, that, mm-hmm. that ought to be. We ought to have confidence that if they're here, they're here legally. Sure. And and that's why a secure border is, I think, so vitally important, so that mm-hmm. we don't have to force uh, all of the legal stuff on uh, on the people who are out here trying to make a, you know, make ends meet on their farms and ranches and in their local businesses. So those are the things I hear about most. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a few people ask me about the farm bill and. And of course, we all know what the status on that is, and 
And we also know that it's, you know, it's mainly a nutrition program. It's much less a farm bill than it is a nutrition bill. But you have to put the two together in order to be able to get bipartisan support. And so how, how and when are we going to be able to get, you know, adequate farm bill through? It's going to be in excess of a trillion-dollar bill, and that will make mm-hmm. some heads swim. So sure. those are uh, some of the things that I hear about. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, j- just normal pressures, everyday life, mm-hmm. Congress dysfunction, uh, I, I hear from a lot of my farmers and ranchers about, you know, why can't you guys just get stuff done? <laughs> and so uh, I'll leave it at this. We have to learn how to govern again. Sure. And in order to govern, that means that the governing side, in this case House Republicans, even with a two-seat majority, have to be able to recognize that we're not going to agree on everything. Mm-hmm. But we do need to kind of – we're the governing majority. America mm-hmm. is counting on us to be able to pass a rule, uh, debate an underlying bill, pass it and send it over to the Senate, get it to conference, and get it to the White House for approval. And on the basic stuff, we're failing in that yeah. area. We don't mm-hmm. have a budget right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't do meaningful anything if it's going to have any hair on it whatsoever. So – Uh, we have to learn how to govern again. So to the people listening today, I hope that you're, whoever you are and whoever your representative is, that you're putting pressure on them. Hey, man, it doesn't have to be perfect. To get some work done. Yeah. Get your work done. Sure. And and then in the football vernacular, go huddle, get something done, go get a first down, (laughs) and then go back to the huddle. And call another play. I think our, I think our members would like to hear you say that. You're yeah. going back next week, oh. so you're going to be you're going to have a for reminding busy. Me, Jason. <laughs> going you're going to have a busy time. I mean, we talked about farm bill. You know, obviously there's some there's some desire to get some H2A and and larger immigration reform done. A lot of things on the list, but I've got to ask you. You recently recorded your eight thousandth consecutive vote. I did. Uh, I, I I hear you're a little superstitious when it comes to that, but tell me, do one of those do one of those votes stick out more than the other for for any 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 given reason? You know, not not really. I mean, there are times in Congress when you have to take a tough what we call a tough vote, mm-hmm. where you're getting phone calls from people and letters and and uh, but but I would say the um, for the most part there. They're all different, but they're all kind of the same. Because here's yeah. my test, Jason. It's real simple. And, and you can't see this on this podcast. That's my <laughs> voting card. It looks sure. like an ID. It's got my picture yeah. on it. It's got a chip in it. Anytime that card goes in the machine mm-hmm. and lights up, mm-hmm. gives me this option. It'll say, a blue light will come up say, you're present, mm-hmm. but you're unrecorded. Mm-hmm. And you can go green for yes, red for no, or or yellow, leave it blue. Or, or, or yellow, or yellow. For, present, okay. yeah. for, for present, which means you're not yes, you're not no, you're just kind of in the middle. <laughs> and I don't ever vote present, okay? It's either <laughs> Some, yes or something no. Something gave me that. So here's the test. When this card goes in that machine, I analyze the vote from the perspective of if this vote is what is going to be needed to pass the bill or to fail the bill, mm-hmm. and it's my vote, 
can I go back to northwest Arkansas or to the Valley and explain that vote? Sure. And as long as I'm at peace with that, I'm okay. Now, there are tough votes, um, but, but, they're, but they, all sh- they, they all should be either. You know, they, they should all be tough votes because mm-hmm. we're talking about issues of vital importance to the country and uh, that will be recorded in history. And uh, so whether you're naming a post office or, or passing a farm bill, mm-hmm. the, the vote is critically important. And I'm also mindful of this, that there is no such thing as a perfect bill. Mm. And, but the hardest thing to be able to describe to my constituents is in every bill, there's probably some things in it that I don't like sure. or wouldn't have if I wrote the bill. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, it's a team effort. And that means there's going to be some stuff in it that I really don't care for. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, is the bill sufficiently good enough that it's better than the status quo? Right. And because to me right now, the enemy of of every of both parties is the status quo. Mm-hmm. And you need to be changing the status quo. My dad says, and he's a wise cow-calf operator <laughs> up in Benton County and a radio mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. says success is a cinch by the inch, but it's hard by the yard. Mm. So if we can make incremental progress on something, that's better than status quo. may not be perfect. may not be everything we want, but that's why you rehuddle and go after more. Sure. Well, it's been an honor having you on the show and being able to talk through some of this. I'll tell you, in our last couple minutes, we ask one fun question to everybody who sits in that chair that you're in. So I'm going to ask you this. Make it really fun. (laughs) Well, it's generally about food, but you happen to visit a place that I don't think anybody in this room has ever been to and probably will never go just a a month or so ago. I got to ask you about Antarctica. Antarctica. Well, it's a bucket list thing. Yeah. Years ago, I was invited by the National Science Foundation to go to Antarctica. And there are some pretty serious health-related uh, things you've got to be able to prove. Sure. Because when you go there, uh, you're not going to be around you know, world-class health care <laughs> sure. at, at the drop of a hat like you would be in, in America. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be physically fit. And, and capable of going through the extremes that the Antarctic uh, is going to present to you. So, And I'd gone through all of that. I, I did it all, major physical, everything. And then the government shut down, and oh, my trip no. got canceled. And I told the f- foundation, I said, look, it's a bucket list thing for me, and I know I'll n- probably never get the opportunity again. But should another CODEL happen, please have my name on the list. <laughs> so this year they called and they said, yeah, we're going to do it the week of Thanksgiving. I said, oh, well, oh, great. <laughs> now i got to go get a hall pass from my wife. Sure. And she said, I know it's bucket list stuff and, and I know you want to go. She said, Other than the 27-ish hours it took to get there, oh my McMurdo Station, Antarctica, is a, is a small outpost, buildings, uh, you know, heavy equipment, those kinds of things, things that you do to support the scientific work going on in the pole. And then three hours further is the South Pole. Mm. McMurdo was about 15 to 20 degrees, and then South Pole minus 30 mm. with gale my force goodness. winds. So most of my time was at McMurdo mm-hmm. and then out touring the scientific research going on. And there's scientific research going on f- from, from um, 
from helium balloons for NASA, wow, for climatology, to the study of penguins, uh, to uh, dark matter. And, yeah, and please don't ask me what that means. No, uh, I, I won't. Let's. But, but we'll all pretend. I know is it's Big Bang stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, way over my head. Um, but uh, the fascinating thing was. The sun never went down. Really? As a matter of fact, your your podcast listeners will like this. Okay, yeah. Because it tells on me. Okay. I, I know I'm from <laughs> Arkansas. I'm not, the, I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box. We got there after 27 hours of flying. We get to McMurdo. It's 7 o'clock at night. They give us a pizza because the dining hall was closed. And, and stupid me. I leaned over to the Science Foundation escort, and I asked this lady, I said, hey, by the way, you know, we're all tired, we're ready to go to bed. About what time does the sun go down? Mm -hmm. And this lady looked at me like, are you serious? Is, is, is this a serious? And I think she figured out, oh, he's serious. He, he means what he, yeah. And now, this is November, uh, like, 20th, something okay. like that. And her answer? Uh February 21st. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she was serious. I went five days, never saw darkness. Oh, my goodness. And that's because that's the region we were in. Mm. Fascinating place. So people ask me, why is the South Pole, why, why is pole science the best science? Here's why. Because it is the highest coldest, driest, and windiest place on the planet, mm. which makes everything perfect for scientific research. Mm. That's, that's And that was my takeaway. Why do we invest in South Pole science? It's because of the amazing conditions under which you can get true unadulterated science. So at the South Pole, when I left, they handed me a vial, and it was by date, as in November 22nd. And I said, well, what is this? And they said, Mr. Congressman, this is the purest air on the planet wow. taken today and placed in this vial that's hermetically sealed. And we just wanted you to have it as a token of our thanks for being here. Today. That's and it, pretty cool. And 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 I will tell you, guys, it's it's just fascinating. I'll tell you one more story. Okay, and, and sure. Because I I could talk volumes about Antarctica. The the NASA guys w were on my flight going down to McMurdo, mm. and so one of he's wearing an Oklahoma shirt. So he and I got <laughs> to talking about football and yeah. basketball. And he was from NASA, and he wanted me to come out to their site, which is out next to the airfield. So I did. We, we went out there, and they are part of the uh, – remember the Chinese balloon that flew over the country? I do. Well, yeah. we do the same stuff. Ours are a little <laughs> bigger. Uh, and, and he said, I want you to come out, and I want you to see our, uh, I want you to see our project. And I said, okay, what are you guys going to do? He said, well, we're going to look into dark matter, mm. and we're going to do it uh, through, uh, through a telescope that's going to go up in a helium balloon – uh, at, the, at the exact perfect time to do it. And I said, well, what does that mean? He says, mm -hmm. well, there is, he called it something. There's a condition where 
the winds at 120 or 30,000 feet mm-hmm. are completely perfect circling the south oh, pole. Oh, wow. Okay? It's a vortex. Mm-hmm. And he says, we're going to launch this balloon with this two-story telescope attached to it, and it's going to go up into this vortex, and it's going to circle the South Pole for, we hope, 21 days. Mm. And then when the vortex is over, we'll bring bring it down. Hopefully we don't lose it. <laughs> They've lost some in the past. Sure. Uh, and then that science will tell us a lot about who we are yeah. and how we got here. Yeah. And... And so we went out and visited, saw the telescope, and, and I'm thinking, this this is way above my pay grade. Right. Uh, but thankfully, we've got committed scientists in our country that are committed to living in some of the most horrific circumstances a human being can live, purposed only in delivering science that benefits humanities. Thanks for asking. Questions. Yeah, sure. Happy to do it. One last time as, as you get out of here. You've got a uh, primary election coming up. March 5th. Tell, and tell our listeners why they should support you in the upcoming election. March 5th. Uh, all, all we're asking is I, w- I want you to look at my body of work. Uh, don't just look at my voting record, even though I've never missed one. Uh, I'm the, I think I'm the most transparent member of Congress out there. I'm the only one that's never missed a vote. I've got 8,000-plus votes to my credit sure. 13 years. Um, look at the constituent service piece. Uh, the things that my team in Northwest Arkansas does to help my constituents overcome problems with, you know, everything from immigration to passports. Last year, 1,068 cases closed for my constituents in the 3rd District. And then I chair the board at West Point, so service academy appointments are pretty big to me and working with these young men that are going to be future leaders. Uh, And just, you know, the, the... I pay attention to everything going on in my district from what we're doing at Ebbing Airfield in Fort Smith with the F-35 mission coming there uh, to I-49 to XNA and, you know, just a, a millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars brought back to the region for purposes of making life in Arkansas 3 better for everybody. If you do that, if you analyze carefully that body of work, uh, I think uh, – you know, I'm hopeful that you'll agree that give me a couple of more years to continue this work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for making the time to be here on this show. We're certainly glad to have you today. And I'm going to say this before I walk out the yes. door because yes. I told some of the team members this when we came in. Yeah. I know of a, no organization committed to a certain enterprise like Farm Bureau more respected than Farm uh-huh. Bureau. Thank you for and I mean, that. And I'm a Farm Bureau member as a result of that. So thank you so much. We're glad to have you. Well, that wraps up this special edition of the Arkansas iCast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this deep dive episode. We'll continue bringing on guests to take a closer look at topics important to our members. Remember, you can catch new weekly episodes of the Arkansas iCast every Thursday. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version where you listen to podcasts. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. The Arkansas iCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown, and we'll see you next time.